This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I am Inquisitor Caveat Ventus, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is my report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Laura Elizabeth as Marnie Schwarzenberger, and Tyler Hewitt as Atticus face. My report shows that the Inquisitorial Band escaped the acid trap and are about to storm the testing lab. Atticus protected the group with his riot shield while Marnie prepared for battle, and Valentine inspired his troops with a rousing speech. Can they break through to the lab and kill or capture the Doctor? Find out in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. From the journals of Doc Tavy. But two arms, they are not enough. One could do so much more with four and could do so much something with six. I will have to come back to this, but yes, four robot arms, two human arms. It is what the emperor would want, I think. Yes, that will do. Will not call myself Doc Oxo. That would be just two on the nose. Uh, Doc Tavy. That has a ring to it. Hmm. Um, Atticus, you are doing what you love best, getting ready to punch. Um, You are leading the charge fist first. Um, As uh, as you would expect um, with any kind of mob situation, the people at the back notice you immediately and were kind of the least densely packed, so they just clear the fuck out. Uh, and more people like you know start spreading, but it is that the people up front are like kind of like dodging these robotic arms. Uh, so one of them definitely does not uh, get out of the way. Uh, and That's too bad. Uh, I mean, honestly, it just means that you've got you know it's it's like wrapping your gauntlet in a glove. You just aren't going to scratch it up when you hit that table. Yeah. Um, go ahead, please, and roll me a melee. I believe you're melee heavy. Is that correct? Uh, it's actually light. Fair enough. Uh, so uh, give me a melee light, please. Um, difficulty two, because it's a melee attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give you a boost dice for momentum. Like you've had a long lead up to this, and even just the one guy in your way isn't really much of an obstacle. Um, I'm going to give you, well, actually, I'll give you a, a it's not quite a devil's bargain. Um, would you be trying to avoid the medical tools or would you be solely focused on punching through the barricade? Uh, punching through the barricade. Okay, so no setback for trying to avoid uh, the tools, but you run the risk of being damaged uh, depending on your role. Hmm. Um, what uh, what benefits does the actual fist itself uh, provide you, if any? It does have something called da, 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 breach. Ignore vehicle armor. Uh, for each point of breach, and I have breach two. So I'm assuming that would apply to barricade armor as well. If it would, got, yeah. 
Yeah, and this only has breach breach one because uh, it's metal, so it is like hardy uh, and okay. a little harder to get through. Um, but it's also not like nailed to the floor or anything. Okay. Like it's, yeah. it, it's so I can dead. ignore that one level of armor when I'm okay. Fantastic. So yeah, you'll just be doing stuff. straight damage to the uh, table then. Uh, <laughs> this barricade is so fucked. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, cool. That's it on my end. Um, just to make things interesting, I am going to spend a story point to upgrade one of the purples to a red, uh, just to account for uh, the increased danger of the the saw blades and drills. At this point, I cannot imagine that you'd fail this check, but I do want to cause you some harm on the way through. So yeah. let's see. Tom, um, knowing that uh, Valentine and Marnie are shooting at the drill armed people to try to keep them back from him, can we add boost as an assist? Um. I will say we can have one boost from cover. The cool. catch is uh, the way these arms, um, these these server arms aren't uh, attached to people. They're on uh, mm. little like carts. So essentially what they've done is they just put them on like, you know, diagnostic mode. So they're just fucking like Iron Man Jarvising around like crazy. Mm. And these guys are like behind them, like, you know, firing and like keeping people back, but they're not manually activating. I will say though that... Um, Adding cover fire would push them back, which means that if these carts got jostled, they would just like roll out of the way, not grab right. the knot. Then, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, because it's just like suppressing fire to Absolutely. Cover yeah, no, that makes it. perfect sense to me. Yep. The Power Fist does also have the ability of knockdown, which is, I don't know nice. if we can use it in this instance because I'm hitting cover, mm -hmm. but uh, I spend two advantage from my roll to knock a target prone. I can spend two more advantage uh, for like additional targets as long as I have advantage to spend. Okay, um, swinging my hand around. Well, I was gonna say, so there's three, uh, there's three technicians. Uh, everyone else is kind of like setting up a second layer with like the two guns they've got, um, but the the front layer just like have like you know bone saws and shit, and are just kind of like um, fending you off. So there are three people there. Um, they're the ones who are currently kind of ducking and dodging as as the suppressing fire from Marnie and uh, Atticus. Or sorry, uh, Marnie and Valentine comes in. Mm -hmm. So. If you get a fuck ton of advantage, I would say you can absolutely use knockdown, but rather than thinking of it as knocking the barricade down, think of it as right, like, no. just like hitting them on the other punch side. Punch through so hard that like stuff yeah. flies out of the way and knocks yeah. them over, I think is That's what I would what I say. was thinking, yeah. Yeah, great. Totally. I, I'd absolutely okay. take that. All right. I have my dice pool. Great. Let's do it. <laughs> Did I curse you? Or is it opposite curse? That laugh oh, could mean anything. It's tell. opposite. Uh, oh, no. Six successes, oh, yes. three <laughs> advantages, one triumph. <laughs> <laughs> you punch through space and time and kill Horus before punch, he can harass yeah. you. Through space and time, and I hit myself in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> so hard that you go through the barricade and knock everyone over. Yeah. Hot dogs fly everywhere in slow motion, I'm told. Um, okay, so you um, just, uh, you, I mean, you can go ahead and describe what this, this scene looks like. But essentially, yeah, you knock the barricade through. Um, what, uh, what does it look like? Um, I think uh, Atticus, uh, in his approach, likely spotted a point, sort of like a, um, almost like a keystone mm -hmm. uh, in the barricade, knowing that if that piece is knocked loose or destroyed, that the rest would kind of come falling apart. Uh, and so in his approach, he, first of all, like splatters that one guy uh, who's on his side of the wall, unfortunately, but 
you know, the emperor demands these kinds of things. Understood. Uh, and just destroys that key part of this ramshackle structure that they've hastily tried to put together. Uh, and the rest of it just all comes like tumbling down and like blasting apart with this, like, I think maybe this is too much, but like almost like a shock wave of like his fist hitting so hard and fast. Not by that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just like medical shit flies forward, uh, sort of from the shockwave blast. Um, we'll say with your points of advantage, uh, you knock one guy down, but you definitely knock the other two back, yeah. uh, as you know, gears and the, the spinning arms of death kind of, uh, fly at them. Um, you got a ton of, uh, of wins there, sir. Uh, so I think what I'm going to offer you kind of for the triumph is the ability to keep going. So your momentum is such that, uh, you know, you punch through, it explodes, it gives way so easily under your arm that you kind of stagger a little bit, but you're still, you're still running. So there is a, the second layer isn't really a barricade so much as it is two flipped over examination tables with a small kind of like pile of orc in front of each one. And there's, uh, two guys with just, um, like they, they seem to have, uh, the, the sort of shotguns that you saw earlier, um, literally just meant for like <laughs> any idiot can fire it once. Right. Um, the kickback will like the, the recoil will likely mean they can't fire it again, but you know, the, the emperor's honest hope is like, if anything is close enough to them to get hit by this, it's just splattered. Uh, you can see they are not trained. They're like clearly like fumbling with them and just trying to get them down. So with your momentum, I'll say you can attempt a secondary attack. However, there are two tables with two guys. So it's kind of up to you whether you'd want to expose yourself. You can likely take out one of them, but the other one will probably get a free shot. I think I'll take out one of them just for my weaker comrades behind me. I'm sure. still in pretty good shape. So we'll we'll roll the dice on that. Great. Keep them going then. Uh, so same deal. Melee attack. So two on that. Um, uh, currently, for story points, we sit at three and one in your favor. Um, let me see. Uh, they are in cover, so they're gonna you're gonna get two setback. That said, I think we can spend your breach ability on that uh, to just say that cover is neutralized. So drop okay. those two. Um, so where do I sit with setback dice? And, and Zero currently. Zero? Okay. Uh, and then in terms of combat spend, um, you had successes, you were out of advantage, but I'll say you succeeded with flying colors. Uh, so you can take two boost dice um, okay. from your, your excess success. Okay. So sentence, I don't think I'll attempt <laughs> again. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm feeling good about this. I'm ready to roll if you've got... Like yeah, man, that's it for me. I'm not blowing my last story point on this. <laughs> uh, wow. Almost a wash. Two successes, one advantage. Good enough. Um, so uh, this time it's not as as powerful like a you know shockwave thing. I think instead it's just like you, you kind of lurch forward. You just kind of reach up and over uh, and just grab one of the guys by the head. Uh, so you got one success, so over and above. Uh, what is your your damage from the, the power fist? Uh, the power fist's damage is insane. Um it is 16. Plus two, so what? 18. To power fist what? punch through space marines. They're fucking hardcore. Uh it's the the, the I, I spent all of my like credits or whatever on the power fist. Like I have almost no decent equipment oh, except for the power fist. In in the 40k uh, universe, a power fist is an anti-tank weapon. Uh the power fist comes with another ability that is just called special. 
Um, and the effect of special <laughs> is add your bronze score to the damage twice. Wow. So that, is, that is how we get to 16 damage. Pop oh, okay. goes the yeah. me- medical man. Yeah. Um, Wow. Yeah, I'm it, not. I'm not going to win any gunfights with this thing, but as long as I can get close, yeah, I'm, it's I'm it's terror. like you reached into like a jar of jam and then just like <laughs> pulled your hand away. Uh, just like <laughs> you know, the head, and obviously they've got like the big stupid reflective things that you know mad scientists always have, but like just yeah. head goes pop, uh, the gun goes off, just like sprays away. Um, I think I'm going to roll for his friend to see what he does because that that's a lot to observe. Because, yeah, there were three of them and we just popped the middle one? No, so, um, sorry, to be clear, there were three that were at the barricades and he knocked one of them over, knocked two of them back, and then there were two guys who were like, basically the fallback position, they're the only two guns in the place, so it's like, okay, if the mob gets over, run behind us, we'll blast him and then we'll get back to safety was their theory. They had not accounted for the Imperial Inquisition. Um, okay, so let's see if this guy can keep his shit together. I sincerely doubt it, but I'm curious to see. Uh, okay, so we're going with... Oh, yeah, this is going to be a fucking shit show. Um, Tyler, what is your brawn? My brawn is six. Right. Um, yeah. Wait. What? Your brawn. Your brawn. What? My brawn is six. Almost everything else is two. I like. I like. I specialized. I didn't even know you could. You could put anything at six. He also Jesus. took Mechanicus upgrades. Like literally yeah. everything oh, that okay. could be spent into making him strong made him strong. <laughs> I, I my, for points investment that brought my brawn to five. Having a cybernetic arm gives you plus oh, one to brawn. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. Uh, I got two wow. failures and three threats. Uh, so. <laughs> Oh, I have flavor for that. Please. Uh, It's not exactly its main intended use, but uh, the spikes that I have on my armor use three threat or despair on enemy melee roll to inflict six damage. So if you want, it's just he's like too close to the action. Um, That's pretty funny. Uh, Okay, I think what I'll say instead is um, he just looks at you and his gun's trembling and you just start to walk towards him and he just does that panic thing uh, that always happens in the Terminator movies where he just like offloads at close range. Uh, and the pelt just like, like it's, it's scatter shot. It's meant to rip through flesh, not armor. So it just like pings off and just like guts him. Um, just, uh, you know, sprays him with shrapnel. Um, and looking down, he just kind of st- stumbles forward, puts a hand on your chest. Spike goes through his hand. He just starts screaming and he's like, <laughs> not my surgery hand. Um, and uh, he, he starts to try and pull it off as you approach. You've got an end for scalpels. I've got an end for hammers. And I <laughs> bring down the the power fist. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> he is. He's done. Uh, he goes squish. Hey, it's Del. I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to The Valentine Heresy. And if you are so inclined, we at Dum Dums and Dice have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. 
There's tiers from $1 to $25 a month, which gets you super cool stuff and also helps support creatives like us, uh, specifically us, you know, doing this stuff. For just $1 a month, you can join our Discord, which is for patrons only, but you gain access to it forever. You can come hang out with us and talk about 40k and share your models and be super nerdy because honestly, we're all super nerdy there. So if you feel so inclined and would like to support the shows, come on over and join us. Uh, it's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. That's right. Just type it, type it in the search bar, uh, patreon.com slash dumdumdice. And we'll see you over there. Thanks. Valentine and Marnie, um, you are making your way up, I assume, having Yeah, we'd be right over his shoulder. Yeah. Great. So there are three uh three kind of dazed people with like bone saws and things. I assume you just kind of like put them down. Would that be fair? Coup de gras. Yeah, this is just bolts to dead like bolts to people on the ground yeah. there's no survivors from defending dr of Buckhead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah oh no yeah marnie this is like mission so marnie is just like ruthless calculated just like down 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 uh great she does um, not hesitate so um uh as you do uh the the swarm of people behind you like spills into the lab and just starts looting um for for medical gear and that sort of thing um, one of them looks like he's like he's real like frenzied up, uh, and he kind of like looks like he's he's got like a little like fucking shovel in his hand, and he kind of like looks like maybe he's gonna fight you. Um, and then he just kind of like looks at what's just happened with Atticus, and just kind of drops you it. Do with that boy, give it to you, sir. As a good lad, run along now. He like kicks it to you, and. Um, as he runs away, you just hear him say, no one's ever called for Hukwagas Jr. a good lad before. <laughs> um, I got to tell my father. Uh, and off he runs. Um, <laughs> Whoops. So you, uh, you've taken the lab. Um, there's people kind of like looting and destroying things around you, but that's fine. You didn't really come for that. Um, you hear a, a voice on the intercom. Uh, and uh, Dark Tavy um, kind of clears his throat uh, and says... Um, that it would seem that you have uh, control of, of, of mine home uh, now, which is not great for old Doc Tavy. Um, perhaps we could reach some kind of agreement. So to be clear, Tom, Doc Tavy is in like a raised overseer room. Is yeah. there like a, or I'm imagining there are stairs or something. Yeah, there's two doors it, right? at the back that, that lead up to that. They're currently sealed, but like with... Captain Kit Fisto over here. There's no way like that door is staying up. <laughs> yeah, if I think he Valentine, wants through. It's just pfft. Valentine will just start walking up the stairs to one of the doors and say, "Yes, I'd love to have a conversation. If you'd open this door, that'd be great. Otherwise, we'll open it for you." That would be most unfortunate. I have many countermeasures that might hurt your friend. Besides, it would seem from my observations that you are very hurt. Perhaps I can help. Well. Uh, Anything's possible, but we're actually here not for you, but for your commander. We're looking for access to Glasgow Vicodin and other ways to get to him. So if you could help us with that, perhaps we could all be friends. Um, so I'm going to need, Ryan, I think uh, probably a negotiation check. Um, I'm open to suggestion on this. Basically, 
uh, it's can you convince him that you're not here to murder him? Yeah. You're telling the truth, but given that you're Inquisition and you're not the Inquisitor who's responsible, like you're not Billingberg, he's like, oh, fuck no. This is just... Also, Valentine's lying. He well, wants his go. help. And then he's going to shoot him in shoot the head. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's yeah. no way Doc Tavy gets to have a nice adventure. Then uh, deception like, it is. Transgressed massively. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so what's what, what do we got here, Tom? Um, so he's, uh, he's naturally very paranoid. Uh, also, uh, Valentine, you believe him when he says he's got countermeasures, like you've dealt yeah. with asshats like this before, you know, that like the odds of this entire like little office being like tripwired to shit are, are pretty high. Um, so, uh, I'm going to say it's a difficulty of three. Okay. Um, also because you're not relying on the deception purely to achieve your goal. Uh, <laughs> He's going to punch through the wall if if not. So, like, cool. Difficulty of three. Um, I don't actually think there's any... Well, actually, I'll give you a boost for the fact that you have Atticus and Marnie with you who seem... Like, if it was just you, he might be like, you will not breach my hard room. Um, but with the two of them, it's like, you will breach my hard room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, like, pull up my combat shotgun. Just yeah. Like <laughs> he's like, this room was meant to protect against them, not you. Um, I think that's probably it. Yeah. All righty. Let's see what happens. One success, one advantage. Um, okay. Uh, so he, he kind of like pauses and strokes his beard with his big clanky, just leaving like streaks of oil in it. Like he's got a bit of that, uh, uh, what was that stupid fucking wizard design from the Hobbit movies where it's just like, he's got like, fucking bird shit in his beard the whole time it's like that <laughs> but with oil so it's just like a gray beard streak <laughs> with oil um and uh he tries to do the pie may thing and throw it over his uh shoulder but it just gets stuck halfway because it's just covered in like motor oil um and uh, slaps wetly yeah. on his shoulder <laughs> <laughs> and he's like the arm isn't dexterous enough because it's all like shitty 40k servos so it's just like going at him and he's trying to remain dignified but it's basically just like having the Swedish chef work on um, and he just says uh, given that I assume you are going to kill me regardless it might be to my benefit to uh, make this as easy on myself as possible so Yes, I can get you to Mr. Vicodin and perhaps can can help uh, ease some of your wounds uh, if, if you promise me a, a quick dispatch when you are complete. You have my word as an Inquisitor that it will either be a short dispatch or I will find another use for you allowing you to live. I was afraid of that. Uh, fine, you may enter uh, once I get my fucking beer to behave. Uh, and eventually just kind of cranks it back down to where it was. Uh, and one of his arms like cranks out and you can see that there's a number of dents around the door opening button. Um, and his servo arm just like, you know, pecks at the wall a few times and then finally hits the the button um, and hisses open. And you immediately hear like several, uh, <laughs> several devices power down around the door. Um, sort of like reverse breach charges. Um, and uh, he just says, well, come in. If we're going to do this, we might as well be comfortable. Um, so uh, inside, um, there are just like orc bones and skeletons and mysterious vials with uh, all manner of liquid. Uh, and um, uh, it's part lab, part office. Like there's obviously the overseer's window, uh, similar to the one that the, uh, the four person had. 
Um, but also, uh, you get the sense it's also kind of like a, a sommelier's room. Like there's there's like decanters. Um, there's like a very nice, big, heavy wooden table um, with like, uh, doesn't seem to be set for anyone. It just seems to be where he samples the wares. Uh, and you get the sense that uh, in addition to being a mad scientist, he also really is the mastermind of the various flavor profiles. You see like a giant jar of, of honey uh, where he's clearly been coming up with like the more recent ones. There's like a little bowl of cinnamon um there's like some uh withered tropical fruit that's clearly been imported frozen for a long time then thawed because like i got to imagine 40k food importing is a fucking nightmare but like he's clearly trying some things and it just says this is my life's work i i would offer you some but i i suspect drinking of the xenos is against your code of conduct inquisitor Correct. I would pass at this point. This is Marnie Schwarzenberger. She's injured. I'm going to need you to make her significantly less injured. Uh, and he'll just gesture Marnie forwards and then kind of look to Atticus and also gesture forwards in a, like, watch what he does to her kind of way. With then a little, like, just splat hand, just if necessary. <laughs> like, if things go wrong, squishy the the tech priesty. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the priest, I think, is acutely aware of, like, the shadow of the hand looming over him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At this point, I think there's, um, he's resigned to his fate. So there's an interesting like air of annoyance about this whole thing, which is just like that classic, like cowardly hench person who knows their shit is done. Who's just like, yes, I get it. You're very spooky. It will hurt a lot. I don't want to be squished, but uh, perhaps I'm not I've trying been... to be scary. If you're scared of being crushed, that's on you. Yes, well, if I had any therapy to come in my life, I would perhaps unpack that with a servo therapist, but I doubt I will be talking to skulls much longer. Um, and he kind of like, you can see he's trying to put on a front, but like the sweat is just like soaking into the long beard <laughs> and he's just constantly darting his eyes over to you. And you're like not necessarily even doing anything. He's just nope. like, the fact that it's in the room. It's like a loaded gun, right? Except this is a universe where everyone has a gun, so this is just the gun of that universe. Um, and also, given that he has servos, it's not just a, I saw what you did. It's like, uh, no, I like I know exactly how much centrifugal force this can make. Like, if you swing it, I know exactly what the, like how many pounds of pressure. Like, he's having a bad day. Um, Marnie, uh, I guess my question to you is, how willing are you to be treated uh, by Doc Tavy? Um. I am very willing to treat him with the understanding that once we've gotten everything from him, I would be very, I will be extremely happy to pulverize him into just nothingness. Cool. So you're willing to let him just do his thing? Um, yeah. To treat your injuries. Yeah. To yeah, treat my injuries. You, yeah. That's it. Because like, yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not like stupid. Like I know I'm in rough shape. Oh yeah. Sorry. This wasn't like a pride thing. This was more yeah. a, you know. Just a, it, I mean, it's funny, off air, we were talking about like uh, getting needles for vaccinations and stuff. And it's just <laughs> like, how much do you trust the guy who can't flip his beard over his shoulder because his arms are too greasy and can't push a button to work on you? You're still going to let him work on you. I'm yeah. asking just because I'm trying to put together my dice pool. And I'm curious if you're like squirmy about it or if you're just like, if this is going to happen, I'm just going to sit here, let it happen. Yeah, I'm going to sit extremely still while like watching him like a hawk. Just, All like, right. staring at 
<laughs> just like staring unblinkingly <laughs> yeah, I think does it. <laughs> Valentine will be over by the window just kind of watching to see if any other company comes in through the door to this the lab because they do not want to get ambushed while Marnie surgery is happening yeah so more uh, more workers are filtering in uh, more of the Viking implant workers in various states of like burnt robes um, a lot of them their faces are so acid burnt that the the V that had been branded into them is is gone there's a lot of like spawn looking people and Deadpool looking people coming in, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, okay. I think I've got my dice pool. Um, in an odd turn of events, I'm going to spend a story point against myself uh, to upgrade one of these to make the surgery more difficult. And off we go. One success, one threat. Hmm. Hmm. Um, Okay. Um, so, uh, Laura, what is your current, uh, wound situation? I have, I am wounded. 14 of my 16 wounds are okay. wounded. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how to enough. say that. No, no, I, I didn't know how to ask. So it's cool. We're just muddling. <laughs> We're just failing forward together. Um, I have 16 wounds before I die and I have 14 right now. <laughs> understood. Uh, so how many wounds do you have left, Laura? Two? Yes, yes, I have two wounds left. Um, so, that's the easy by. way to say it. Yes, thank you. That, <laughs> that is tremendously helpful. Um, given that I only got one success and he's kind of operating under uh, some pressure and some anxiety, uh, Laura, I'm going to say um, he heals you up for four, so bring you to six. Well, that's nice. Um And the threat, I think we're honestly just going to ignore the threat. It's only one, and you guys are just going to kill him. So there's not <laughs> a whole lot we can do with that. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, actually, no, I lied. I know what the threat is. Um, Valentine, um, I assume you'd be kind of like searching the room well, this is happening. Yep. Um, uh, you, uh, you're you looking, um, I imagine looking at recipes that are, are meant to be uh, made with, with Xenos is, uh, is, well, I mean, I guess this is a question for you. Um, how does Valentine view heretical documents? Uh, we've talked a bit about chaos, which I think would be a completely different beast. But is it with, uh, is it a, like, I feel like Eisenhorn often approaches these sorts of things with kind of a, a sense of like professional curiosity and detachment, or he's like, I must look at the evil. Otherwise I will never be able to defeat it. Is it that, is it repulsion? Is it curiosity? Is it, you know, like someone left a porno mag open and you're like a teenager trying not to look at it, but being like, is there nudity? Like what's, what's the, the vibe? I think he time? thinks that, well, I think he would treat heretical documents like in terms of cast. Cause he has some points in forbidden lore. Like he's actually mm. pretty knowledgeable about the, the dark side of the universe in his studies. Cause I think he is a bit of an intellect in that sense of yep. like collecting knowledge. I don't think he's, he's horrified by it, but he's aware of its moral implications and those he finds disturbing more. So just that someone would do this. Someone would lie about this. These Xenos are innately dangerous. Only he has enough evidence that it's not just blind ignorance. Thinking yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. He also sees these documents or anything like this as a danger to the population in general. 
Like he's okay with it. Yeah. Okay, but it's great. deadly for everyone else. Perfect. So with that, I think it's it's very much like moving the documents aside, seeing kind of what what everything is. Um, and you find a um amongst all the papers, uh, there is um one that's in a um a crimson folder. So it's a, a crimson leather with kind of gold inlay. Um, those little like gold corner pieces. Um just making it a little extra fancy. Um, but uh, you can see that like he's a meticulous note keeper. And obviously with the, the way he's arranged the table and the small yay gear, he clearly takes a lot of pride in this. And there's clearly a, a hobby and pleasure in this. Um, so it's not uh, completely out of, uh, out of the normal or out of the ordinary from what you've seen. Um, that said, it does kind of stand out because everything else is a little bit more, uh, Everything else is kind of in like a black leather folder, if anything, whereas this one is in this like extraordinarily fancy one. Great. He's going to read that shit then. This yeah. is all about working his way up. Um, you open it and um, you see two different uh, scripts, uh, one that you recognize as the doctor's um, and one that seems to be adding notes to it. Uh, if you were to guess, it'd be Glasgow Vicodin's hand. Um, it seems to be an extraordinary conversation around uh, a flavor palette of of uh, of a beverage, a new beverage that they're developing together. Um, it is. Uh, it seems to be called the Golden Elixir. And as you trace your eyes down the page, um, you're immediately thrown back to your vision, uh, the vision you had of of someone uh, sipping from the skull of the Holy Emperor. Uh, you realize they're talking about the potential flavor profile. Of the God Emperor's brain. I think he would just review the document to be sure while keeping an eye on the room and wait until the surgery was over because he doesn't want to ask complicated questions while a man has theoretically a weapon inside Marnie's guts. Mm -hmm. But he has questions when the Marnie thing is done. <laughs> so, uh, Doc Tavy uh, sort of finishes. Um, Less sewing and more stapling uh, mm. Marnie up. Uh, and uh, he just says, Well, I, I have done my part. Uh, I will give you the access codes to uh, the Lord Vicodin's office. Uh, and I believe our work here is done. I would prefer uh, a back-of-the-head treatment. Uh, if you don't mind, I do not want to see it coming. Wonderful. That's totally reasonable. And Valentine will just take back his data slate that's got the stuff copied over into it kind of mm -hmm. thing. And be like, I do have some quick questions, though, before we get into this. Could you explain what this is? Uh, and he'll just drop the document in front of him because that's more dramatic than trying to read it or ask questions. Um, and he looks down and his robotic hand uh, falls away from his beard. Uh, and uh, his eyes just start up at you, and he says, Ah, fell shit. And then he explodes. This episode of the Valentine Heresy features Ryan LaPlante, at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine. Tyler Hewitt, at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, as Atticus Vase. Laura Hamstra, at EL Hamstring on Twitter, as Marnie Schwarzenberger. And our Game Master, Tom McGee, at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com, D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. 
Our theme song is The Horns by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, a death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, Fire Unfriendly, Logan, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hey Dad, I've got a question for you and it makes me really frustrated. Mikey, the stars are wrong. We jumped two and a half times farther than we were supposed He's to. He's not a robot, right? He's an AI. They used you, yes, but they used me worse. I want to go home. How many minutes are in a while? Ask Your Father is available anywhere you get podcasts. Find out more at gideonmedia.com.